gospel this morning is the Holy Gospel according to St. John from the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The reading this morning is indeed from the book of St. John, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. It can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1664. John 9, 1 through 7. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And after saying this, he spit on the ground. He made some mud with the saliva. And he put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This means sent. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because we know that no good comes from anywhere else. For at one time, Paul writes in his letters to the Ephesians, for at one time you were darkness. Now you are light in the world. Walk as children of the light. You were once in darkness, but not anymore. Now in Jesus, you are the light of the Lord. What comfort and what joy comes from knowing this? Because you and I were damned but now, we are not. Now, be careful when reading this scripture. Be careful because of the propensity of our flesh to add law whenever possible. Do not read something into the rest of this verse and find great fear. Walk as children of the light. That could sound like you and I have to work and strive to be a child of light. And oh, good Lord, save us. Save us from such a life where our works are dependent for our salvation. You might say, 
Well, pastor, I thought I was saved by grace alone. I thought Jesus trumped my works before God. Why would God free me from the law's demands only to put me back under the law? Listen carefully. Jesus doesn't put you back under the law. You don't begin your salvation by the Spirit only to be made perfect before God by the works done by your flesh. God doesn't save you by faith in Jesus only to tell you afterwards what you have to do. Did you hear me? When you have the feeling that, when you have the belief that, when you have somebody that tells you that you, after being justified, saved by faith, that you have to do something more, that is law, gospel, and then more law. And it should not be. Run from that. Flee from that. That is a poison. Whenever you sense a word in Scripture that it does not agree with everything else in Scripture, that's the time to take a closer work, look at that word, to investigate. You see, God's word can't, cannot err. God's word is inerrant. It is perfect. You may err. I definitely am capable of making a mistake. But the word of God, the word of God cannot err ever. Now hear this. Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. In Christ, we are children of God. In Jesus, we stand before God totally and completely lighted. We're lit. He's the light. And in him, we are children of light. So, to walk as children of light means first to be in Christ. And since your baptism, you are a child in Christ, clothed in Christ. And in light, there is no darkness. However, there is darkness in this world. So what do we do? Well, we get rid of the darkness. How? We confess our sins. We come clean before God about our darkness. We tell him our sins. We confide in him of our evil deeds. He knows already. And then we leave those evil deeds behind, all of them, never to pick them up again. Now don't stop walking yet. Because confession is just the first part 
of being a child of light. The next step, the next step is the very best one. The next step is when you hear, you are forgiven. Your sins are remembered no more. You are lighted by the light of the world. That's life in the light. It's walking through this life, confessing your sins, and trusting in Jesus Lent. He lent it for you, he lent it for me, trusting in his Good Friday that earned forgiveness. So you shine with his forgiveness. You are lit up so bright that you can't help but be a light and light up others. And it's not your light that shines, right? It's not your light that shines. It is Jesus who is the light of the world that shines through you. His light shines brightly in you that you can't help believing in him. And the natural process of that is that you can't help but do good to others, to love others. It's the natural bearing of fruit that comes from being a child of the light. Now, touching on our gospel this morning, I'd like to talk about this. Maybe you'll agree, nobody wants justice except those who are wounded. Nobody wants justice except those that have been trampled on. Nobody wants justice except, and especially those who have been sinned against. It is common for us to quote, judge not, lest ye be judged, is it not? But in honesty, we're more interested in an eye for an eye. That's the verse that we really cling to. When we are broken, when we are hurt, when we are sinned against, we want our pound of flesh. And it has been said, God didn't give us the eye for an eye verse to set a minimum on punishments, but rather to place upper limits on them. And it wasn't that he was worried that we would be too lenient with each other. No, he knew, as he knows us so very well, that we would be too harsh on each other when we are wronged. And that makes sense, right? Our Lord promises to open the eyes that are blind to the justice that we want. It is a sad state of affairs, as we read in the gospel this morning, that down here, even today, we've completely lost track of sin. So completely 
that like those that were with Jesus, we don't know whether it is the blind man or his parents who sinned. Who caused this, Jesus? Was it his parents or was it him that he is blind? But here's the thing. All have sinned and all have fallen short. Amen? It seems to me that God wants to open the blind eyes, all blind eyes, and especially those eyes that were blinded because they were taken and plucked out in eye-for-an-eye judgment. He wants to return the sight to those eyes. I think he wants the eye that was taken in eye-for-an-eye to be restored. I think this is because the Lord promises justice in one breath, and with the next, he promises to free the prisoners who don't deserve to be set free. He wants to free prisoners that are guilty and are where they belong. That doesn't make sense. There is no justice in letting out the prisoners. They deserve pain. That's what you and I say. That's what our flesh tells us. You're where you belong. You get what you deserve, we are quick to point out. Justice by the law does not let loose the prisoners. Oh, we want justice. Going off on a rabbit trail. Has anyone ever been pulled over by the highway patrol? At that moment when you see the lights flashing and you pull over and he walks up to your car, are you looking for justice or are you looking for mercy? Yeah, mercy and grace. Justice by the law does not let loose guilty prisoners, but the gospel does exactly that. Listen to me. Our Lord does not promise to break those who have broken you. That's not how he works. He promises this. He promises that he will not break the bruised reed. He won't break you, though you've been battered. He promises that he will not crush the sinners. However, he will bring forth justice all the same. That's the gospel. We know that the law must be fulfilled. We know that wrong was done and is being done. We know that God's righteous law was broken and is broken. And we know that lawlessness of the people must be paid for in full. So, we know that Jesus would bear the cost of our sin on himself in the name of ju justice. He became sin for us. So your pound of flesh that you think you deserve, my pound of flesh that I think I deserve has been paid for. He died so that you 
and I would live. And not just for you, and not just for me. There is enough Jesus, excuse, well, there is enough Jesus, more than enough Jesus, but there's enough justice earned on that cross for you, for me, and for your enemy, and my enemy, too. And take a look. Your enemy, the one who wronged you, you may see that their sins are punished here at this time. But look closer and see that our God's mercy And it's not just there and not just mercy for you and me to get a guilt trip so that we will forgive our enemies as well. Rather, we need to see this, that his promise of mercy is for all who should believe. His promise of mercy is for sinning Christians. His promise does not rest on your heart being pain-free. We need to know, we need to see, we need to say out loud that his mercy rests on his promise. We need to take comfort. We need to hear these beautiful words. Your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen.